Welcome to Sudbury Scrub, a 40k podcast for the Sudbury community. So we are very much now into 2020, and we're, I'm thinking today about the possibilities of 9th edition in the summer. I like to think about the summer, it's much warmer in the summer, it's not cold like it is now. So, summertime thinking is great, and let's do that. Ninth edition, uh, there's nothing right now that's officially out saying that ninth edition is coming this summer. There's a lot of supposition about it. People saying, well, there's this and there's that, and so that means that we're probably hitting a new edition, and it's probably going to be in the summer. And I think there's been one rumor um, from, I- I'm not going to say reliable sources, because these people have been wrong numerous times before. So instead I'm just going to say, yeah, one person has said uh, ninth edition in the summer, but we'll see if that actually happens. There was other people that have said that there'll never be a new edition of 40k. We'll see how that's unlikely to be the case. Uh, at some point we're definitely going to get something. So what is, what's going to happen at that point? Um, there's really just two things I can really think of that I'd really like to see get changed in the game. Uh, The first is I would really hope that they fix up keywords. Uh, Specifically faction keywords. Not as much the gameplay keywords. Um, Right now I just find that the keyword system is not working as they probably intended it to work. Um, Their original discussion when when 8th edition came out was, hey, we're going to have these key, these faction keywords, and the um, you're going to be able to build your army, but if, if you get more, if you select certain factions, if you, if you restrict yourself to what you can take, you're going to be more powerful with that stuff. So, kind of, they, they didn't outright say it, but what was very much implied was... Hey, you could just go all Imperium, or you can go Space Marines, and then you'll get certain bonus. Well, if you're all Ultramarines, you'll get a better bonus. Well, if you're all Primaris Ultramarines, you'll get further bonuses. That, that was kind of what they were suggesting, and very much at the beginning of the edition, that didn't happen at all. And now, as we've kind of gone through everything, we've gotten, you know, the Space Marine 2.0 Codex. I'm not going to call it the Chaos One 2.0, because it very much isn't. <laughs> but Space Marines have a, now a, a real, I would say, 2.0 Codex. And they've... It's kind of gone so bad that they've had to back away from keywords. And now, it, the thing that makes uh, Space Marines tick when it's like, okay, if you're just Space Marines is Angels of Death, and you get, um, if your whole army is Angels of Death, then you get the Doctrines. If your army is not Angels, all Angels angels of Death, you don't. And Angels of Death isn't a keyword, it's a special rule, and all your guys have to have them. And it's like, wait a second, why isn't, why wasn't this a keyword? Right? It's kind of a bit weird that they don't have it that, and it's because the keyword system isn't really working like they wanted it to work. Um, and you can see situations and examples where this is the case. 
most prominently you see them in uh, demons and tyranids, where uh, you can cross codex things in ways that they didn't intend. The first time that that really came out and was a glaring issue was demon stratagems. They have a stratagem where stuff can come out right from the warp. You hold it in reinforcement points and you bring out... Um, you hold it as a reinforcement. I should say non-reinforcement points as a reinforcement for the army and it gets a deep strike. Uh, and as worded, you can use that on a Primarch. Also at the time as worded, you could bring the Primarch out and then warp time the Primarch and have almost a guaranteed, um, at the time, turn one charge with a Primarch from anywhere on the table. And they really didn't like that, and rightly so. That really shouldn't be happening like that. Um, and they said, well, no, the Codex Chaos Demon stratagems can't, can only be used on demons from Codex Demons. Their keywords didn't do that. They didn't fulfill that function. Because a lot of things still had those keywords. They had demon, like, or, uh, that's the thing. The strategist said take a demon unit. It didn't specifically say uh, a faction demon unit. And that's been another part of the problem is the way that they've kind of defined things is they have these two different lines of faction keywords and regular keywords, which doesn't mean anything out other than for the rules of creating your army, saying that you have to have certain faction keywords in common. But when it, came to, it comes time to actually writing out the stratagems and whatnot, they just look to see if you have the relevant keyword. Um, so those aren't really working. Tyranids are the other example with Gene Stewart Cult. Um, you take an Astro Militarum unit, you can take a Bane Blade. When you make a Gene Stealer Cult, it loses the Imperium keyword, gains the Tyranid faction keyword. Uh, and they need to kind of say, well, guess what? You can't use Tyranid stratagems um, to make the your Bane Blade do... You can't heal your Bane Blade D3 wounds. Well, it's not a monster. Well, it's a Tyranid unit. Actually, that can be used on any Tyranid unit, that stratagem, to heal D3 wounds. And they don't want to, you know, to use that on your Bane Blade, which is not you know organic, right? Um, but at the same time, then, you can't use that stratagem on... Um, on, say, a Patriarch, which is very much Tyranid. You know, so it's a little... Now, Gene Sucult does have a, another rule that's very, very, very similar, um, but isn't the same. It does the same kind of thing, and it can be used on Patriarch. So, that's what I mean. Like, it's those kinds of things. The, the, the game just... They didn't do it right. And I think, in order to do it right, what they would need to do would be to introduce a third level of keywords... And so really have three levels of keywords. I think they need to have um, gameplay keywords, which are right now just called keywords. I think those are, are important because those ju that just signifies, hey, these are the keywords that may re be referenced as like, you know, unit type or something like that. Um, then you would have your detachment keywords, which signify that, hey, you are from, you can be put into these kinds of detachments, right? So all your units that you put into a detachment have to share a keyword. Um, and if all of them share that keyword, I would say to make it that your stratagems, all the stratagems available to all of those keywords now apply. 
So you would kind of have, you could theoretically have uh, a Nurgle, Heretic, Astartes, Demon detachment, where all the models in it are Demons and Heretic, Heretic Astartes, and Nurgle. And then that would give you access to all three of those disciplines of stratagems. Um, then on top of that, I would say then you have your uh, your faction keywords. Uh, or you could even call it alliance keywords or something. And that really signifies, okay, are they part of the Imperium? Are they Chaos? Are they Tyranid? Are they Eldar? Or Eldari? And in that way, you could have it be... Alright, this is the super faction. And that one really should just have the one keyword that they're part of, which means that, yes, you will use these as part of your super faction. Um, and for that, that's the one where your entire army needs to share a faction keyword. Or, you call it an army keyword, and there you go. Your whole army has to share an army keyword. So, that to me would be a pretty good step. Uh, it would help with the stratagems who can use what by saying, okay, well, yes, he is, he has the, he's a Nurgle, he has the gameplay keyword Nurgle, but he doesn't have the uh, detachment keyword Nurgle, so you can't put them together. Two keywords that are the same, but are also now different. Or, you know, you can control a bit more of what can and can't work together, what does and doesn't need to be in a, in a detachment together. I think that one's just kind of... That, that's, that's an easy apple uh, to pick up for 9th edition. The other thing I think really needs to be looked at is flyers. I, I don't think flyers in the game particularly work. Um, the game just doesn't... isn't well suited for them. It's not well suited for them in the same way that you wouldn't want to take, uh, you know, a battleship from Battlefleet Gothic and try to play a game with it because such a model would rightly be larger than the room you're playing in. <laughs> like, these models would be enormous. Uh, and, and I mean, you know, enormous, obviously, to ridiculous proportions. They would be the size of, uh, of you know, an apartment building. By comparison, like they're they're gi they're gigantic in size. They're so large that people have made gaming tables where it's represented that the battle is taking place inside the battleship, across that whole gaming table, and that's not, that's just a part. They are like in the engine room. <laughs> um. So you know that's something to consider. For that, you know, that you're not going to have this model that is so large and so powerful and does all these things. It just doesn't really fit in that scale. Well, flyers don't really fit in the scale or in the in the type of game that 40k is, because you know you think of how fast these things are doing and what they're trying to accomplish. They can't really stay in the same area. Um, flyers don't fit the scale uh, of of the game. They they move too quickly. Um, they should never even really be on the board. By all by all rights, they should, you know, if, if they're on the board, it's really just as a, here they are, and now they're gone, and that's it. Like, they're not even on the board for a turn, or if they are on for a turn, it's that in-between where they're there for a moment before they've passed overhead. And no one really wants to do that either, because then you're not really playing with your models. Then it's just kind of on the table for a moment, or it's not even on the table at all. Uh, and that's not fun either. Anyone that has these models wants to use them. So, 
Uh, the, I think the very brave decision. Oh my god, that person just ran a stop sign. You're an asshole. Anyway. Um, I think the very brave decision that Games Workshop could make would be to move all flyers to Legends. Uh, there's lots of people that would be very unhappy with that, because again, everyone wants to use their models. But that is an option that Games Workshop has now, a mechanism to move them out of play if they need to. Uh, and I think that that is important to for them to consider in the future, just because the, the yeah, you know, they don't play well with the game. Otherwise, how do you make them work? I honestly don't really know. Um, with, not without designing a whole, you know, four pages. Right now, the rule book is is already kind of grown. Even if you're just looking for the base rules of the game. Uh, you're looking at more than the 10-page primer now because of some of the additions from Chapter Approved and whatnot. At the very minimum, I think you're looking at a 12-page document. And I don't want to have to add... I wouldn't want Games Workshop to try to add, like, three or four pages worth of rules to try to make uh, aircraft. I'm going to call... I should be calling them aircraft, really. Because that's what I'm talking about. It's not fly models with the fly keyword. It's you know, aircraft that zoom overhead. Uh, you know, I don't think it. they should be trying to make them... They should try to make them work by having enough rules to fully describe everything that has to happen, because they, they sh flyers shouldn't be uh, stopping the ground movement of models. That's... It doesn't really make any sense. These things are not on the ground. They're way up overhead. Uh, like I said, the speed of them doesn't really make sense. When they fly off the board... Why can't they turn back around and fly back? You know, it, there's a number of issues that they have, and I don't, I don't know of any easy way to fix them up. That doesn't itself cause other issues, other headaches. Flamers can shoot flyers right now as some one of the best ways of being able to hit a flyer. That makes that doesn't make a lick of sense, but there it is, right? Um, otherwise. I think the game's largely doing it pretty correctly. Um, I like the, the rules for morale right now. Some people talk about morale not having a big impact on the game. It can. It's not easy for it to have a big impact, but it absolutely can have a big impact. And the reason why it hasn't is that generally people are uh, incentivized to taking smaller units. They're not incentivized to taking larger units. That's not really a fault of the rules. That's a fault of the design of the armies. If more people had bigger units and fewer, also a number of these armies that have big that do like having bigger units shouldn't be totally able to ignore morale. Um, I don't even think that Tyranids should be able to fully ignore morale. I think if you send a unit of twenty-nine Gaunts to just being one Gaunt, that it's harder for the hive mind to maintain control over it, but the idea of that hive mind being, you know, uh, that you need to have that hive mind around in order to keep their morale high, otherwise have a very low morale, is a good idea. I think that that's good. Send their leadership up to some ridiculously high number, but just don't make it auto-pass. Uh, really, for that you can go, they, they're allowing for stats over 10 anyways, so just do that, you know? And if, so if you want to make these you, these units be really, 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 almost, you know, very difficult to budge, just do it like that. Because being able to, to make...
make sure you don't lose guys tomorrow, it can be tricky. And there's, or, you know, I relics that say you auto pass. I don't, I don't like those. I don't think that they're very good for the game, but like I said, that's not the problem with the actual rules core themselves. Um, I think they're, aside from that, I'm almost done my drive here. I think aside from that, there are some people that would like to make certain changes to the game that I don't agree with. Um, and I'm just thinking of people chatting online. There's some people that really miss closest to closest model removal. They said, you know, oh, it added a lot of tactical complexity to the game. Um, and I would agree, it does add some tactical complexity, but it takes away from um, some of the strategic complexity when you do so, I think, because it's it's so punishing to a, a number of, of armies for it to be like that, that it, it's just not interesting. Um, for example, you know, if, if you've got um, a special weapon in a squad, right, you have to kind of vary where it goes. Or, well, say, or, say, you, say enemies like orcs, or close, a number of close combat armies, as they come in to try to charge you and you kill them off with regular shooting and overwatch, you, now they, they lose distance. And I don't think that's interesting. Anyways, done my drive. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to chatting with you again. Looking forward to hopefully some warmer weather ahead. And keep on wargaming.